0: live at the conclusion of another ohio state win this one wasn't always pretty and it definitely had its struggles but ohio state found a way to win a battle in camp randall stadium the final score of this contest between the buckeyes and the badgers ohio state wins 24 to 10 you are locked on buckeyes your daily podcast on the ohio state buckeyes part of the locked on podcast network your team, every day. It feels so good to end this contest, a night game in Madison, Wisconsin, with a win. Ohio State found a way to win a different way in prime time. Welcome in, everybody, to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast after another Ohio State When Ohio State advances to 8-0 and on the season, they have four more games left in the regular season in 2023. And this game was not like the other games the Buckeyes have played this year. They had a star that shined brightly on the offensive side of the ball. A player who missed numerous games this season, showed up in a big way for the Buckeyes in prime time. Thank everyone for who, who was jumping in and watching this postcast live. You can catch it at YouTube.com slash Buckeyes. During this postcast, we will definitely discuss Kyle McCord and some of the issues that he had during today's game. We'll also dive into how and why it's important that the Buckeyes found a different way to win. And this postcast is brought to you by our friends at GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. This game was one that we knew going into it and talked about it during this week. It was going to be tough. It was going to be a battle. Now, we didn't expect there to be injuries on both sides of the ball by both teams in this game. JT goes down at the end of the first half and then comes back in for the uh, field goal attempt by Wisconsin. Braylon Allen, star running back for Wisconsin. He goes down. Lathan Ransom, he goes down in the second half. Kyle McCord has an issue with his ankle once again. Finished the game, but we didn't really expect and see to see some of the issues that we saw by the Buckeyes offensively. And even defensively, defensively, when Braylon Allen went down, we saw that was when uh, Wisconsin ended up uh, scoring their only touchdown in this game. And um, behind backup quarterback uh, Braylon Locke, they found some different things that worked for them. Offensively for Ohio State, Abuka was healthy, didn't play. Henderson was healthy and he went off. I have been very critical of Trevion Henderson, and I think a lot of the criticism has been he's deserved for some of his play and some of the issues that he's had on the field. I can't criticize him for how he played today. I I don't want to go back in the rewatch and say, man, I made these comments about Trevion Henderson uh, during the postcast and have to come back and say, well, Jay was wrong. I don't want to have to do that because I don't think I will. He played hard football. He ran hard, played good ball, and it was a way that I was thinking, man. If we had, if the Buckeyes had this version of Trevia Henderson all season, yes, they would probably, they would definitely still be undefeated. But the offense would look a whole lot better. Remember how I said there were some issues on offense and on defense. Some of them were Kyle McCord, but also the lack of a running game did not play into Kyle McCord's issues because there was no lack of a running game. In this game, Tre'Veon Henderson had the single-game high for Ohio State in any game in 2023. Previous to that, the single-game high for a Buckeye uh, running the ball, quarterback, running back, receiver, does not matter. The most rushing yards a Buckeye has had in this season, 104. That was Trevion Henderson in his performance against Notre Dame in the fourth game of the season. That was also the last game he played prior to returning to the field today. What do we have today? Trevion Henderson showed up. People have said all weekend and all season, "Hey, this offense needs Trevion Henderson. He is literally a guy that can take it to the house anytime he has the ball." And well, his touchdown came late in the game, but it was one that was a great confidence boost and one that, in Trevion Henderson, this offense definitely, definitely needed his performance today. The running back room: Chip Traynham played. Mayan Williams was unavailable to play today. David Johnson had four carries, for so 29 yards, 7.2 yards a carry. But the guy that we all want to highlight, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr., he went off as well, six carries, 123 receiving yards, two touchdowns. I saw a lot of people on X, can't say the bird app anymore, chiming in and discussing what how Harrison is carrying the team this season and definitely did it today in Madison, Wisconsin. As much as you want to say Harrison shined in this game, you need to put Trevi Henderson's name in that conversation as well because he shined in maybe a bigger way because what we got from him was not expected today. Maybe in a few games after he has been healthy and after he has been um, fixing some of the issues, the vision, just literally running hard, being able to be patient, but also knowing when to properly cut back and uh, how to attack an incoming defender. He did a lot of great Things on Saturday night in Madison, Wisconsin in Camp Randall. It wasn't expected, which is why I say when I want to shine a light on any player to discuss who the best player or biggest player was in this game, Trevion Henderson, a total of 28 touches. Over 200 total all-purpose yards. That is 45 receiving yards, 162 rushing yards. He was a man, a big piece of the pie for the Buckeyes offense. And if the Buckeyes get this version of Trevi Henderson for the rest of the season, watch out. Literally, look out there and say, Trevi Henderson, his return to the field Halloween weekend, I know Halloween's on Tuesday, but this is Halloween weekend in 2023. He's returned to the field and he even still is having a little injury of his own that he is battling right now. But if you get this version of Henderson the rest of the season and <clears throat> Cal to can start to work on some of the issues that he has, look, we, you might have a team in Ohio State that could beat you offensively and defensively. I understand that is a big ask. Because, man, Kyle McCord has to work on numerous things that he has struggled with this season. This is his eighth start of the year, ninth start of his Buckeye career, college career. And what have we seen? Some of the issues he's had earlier this year continue to be issues in game number eight of this season. I would also like to say about Kyle McCord before we dive into his conversation. uh, Some of his issues can be fixed this season. Some of them, he may need more time in Columbus playing college football to fix some of the issues going into next season. But when the offensively you only have one weapon on the outside, Wisconsin knows it. I knew it. You knew it. Everybody knew it. In a game when Cade Stover has zero catches, who is the guy who steps up in the biggest way for the Buckeyes? Travion Henderson. 24 rushes, 162 receiving yards, 6.8 yards per carry. And that is the biggest stat out of all the ones I just mentioned. Long of 33 yards and one touchdown. So the one touchdown is great. But that's 6.8 yards per carry. If you're in opposing defense and you're at home and anytime this guy touches the ball, he's going six, maybe seven plus yards. Look, (laughs) that's really hard to stop. What was really hard to stop was something else that happened on the Buckeyes offense, and it's regarding Kyle McCord. I almost said McCord. Kyle McCord. I'll describe why that is the case next on Locked on Buckeyes. This Locked on Buckeyes podcast is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash on. Once again, visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This postcast is also brought to you by our friends at GameTime. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals all in prices, Views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game time makes the get takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds. With two taps, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED1COLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKED1COLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Before we dive into the Kyle McCord conversation, which I know that was one that dominated X, which is also formerly known as Twitter during tonight's game. I recently had a meeting and about ways to better engage in different ways for us to engage here on the show. Not sure when we can make this announcement just yet, but this there's a new way that you and I and the Lockdown Buckeyes community can communicate and engage and have a healthy conversation about the Buckeyes football and even basketball team. Basketball season is starting soon. On a daily basis, stay tuned for an announcement about that. That I should be able to discuss it in a date that is coming very, very soon. So Kyle Accord every single week, what can you expect? A slow start, yeah. I mean, that's one thing you can expect. Some rookie mistakes. You may want to, be, you might be able to describe some of his mistakes as rookie mistakes. But also, what else can you describe? Maybe some questionable decisions. And when I say questionable decisions, I understand that you're going to look at me and say, well, Jay, doesn't everybody, doesn't every quarterback make questionable decisions when he's on the field? I mean, yeah, that is something that is there. Um, every court, there are quarterbacks out there that make questionable decisions consistently, but sometimes the questionable decisions are due to. Not to understanding or having a good awareness of the pocket every single play, and there were two times today. Kyle McCord had two intentional um, grounding calls. One of them, I wouldn't say both were on him. Yes, one of them was quickly um, thrown away. There was no receiver in the area. Third down, loss of down. Uh, fourth down comes up. You punt the ball, and I think I believe that one at the end of the game. There was a blitzer coming in that was untouched, and people want to blame sometimes the offensive line. But even if there, even if you bring, let's just say you bring more guys rushing the passer than you have than the guys that the offense has blocking the quarterback, somebody's going to be untouched. That's what happened on that play. But then also there are some times where there was an interception thrown, and that and one that was. Um, the first interception was just a poorly thrown ball thrown into the end zone. There was a guy in front of, I believe, Carnell Tate, which, in the moment, I thought that was Marvin Harrison Jr. because it looked as fluid and it looked like route man Morris running that route. Really surprised with what we have gotten from Carnell Tate this season. Tonight in tonight's game, one catch for 14 yards. If that defender, I forget who actually caught the interception, he was not there playing good ball. Ultimately, would have been would have been a touchdown, to Carnell Tate. And this conversation is completely different about Kyle McCourt. Do another interception in this game. And one of the I might want to say the worst things that I saw, or more interesting things that I saw from Ryan Data. They won't say worst because I didn't see everything. Um, and I don't want to dive into, well, this was the biggest thing Ryan did they did that I could read into. I am not doing that. But one thing I noticed was towards the end of the game, second half, some of the issues Kyle McCord had, um, pocket awareness, knowing when to um, get the ball out. His internal clock continues to be slow, or sometimes, sometimes it's sped up, but a lot of times it's not just right. Look at the sideline after a drive ended. Kyle McCord was tending us to Ryan Day, and Ryan Day was didn't say anything. Ryan Day, who has been very animated this season. Ryan Day, who has been very uh, – the camera has showed him be – very loud and voicing his frustration, uh, maybe via uh Josh Simmons and a player, um, missing a tackle or not having his hands on the inside of a player with, that he's blocking, whatever it might be. Ryan Day's been very, very frustrated, we have seen that via the broadcast. But there are times today on Saturday that. I looked at there and they showed Ryan Day standing next to McCord after some bad play, after a drive ended, um, due to a poor decision by Kyle McCord. And Ryan Day just sit there, not saying anything. And that's a sign of someone that might not be, or excuse me, is not satisfied with what he's getting from his quarterback. I'm not saying he's thinking about a backup plan. It's backup plan. Some say it's Devin Brown, but I don't know if Devin Brown's going to give you better than what Kyle McCord's giving you right now because Devin Brown's more experienced, and he is also, when he's on the field, making some poor decisions as well. game number eight. You're on the road. Madison, Wisconsin, after an emotional win at the Penn State last week. Yes, it could be easy by some to come on the show after a game like Ohio State's 14-point win over Wisconsin and say, well, it's what you expect. Road game, nighttime in Madison, Wisconsin. Camp Randall was loud. Jump around was something you always want to experience. You should expect that. Maybe. That might be the case. And then they added, well, was that an emotional win over Penn State? We all saw the emotion and what that win meant for Ohio State and their chance to play in the college football playoff at the end of the season, especially with the first rankings coming out on Tuesday. Oh, my! That's what you should expect from Kyle Court. Didn't know that was going to happen, but, hey, it did. No. We're not going there. This is game number eight, and we've seen some of this stuff a lot. This is the first time Kyle McCord has thrown multiple interceptions in a game this season, which is a phenomenal feat. I saw the stats before the game. You would think with some of the times, some of the poor decisions Kyle McCord has made, which aren't all game, has slow starts and picks things up in the second half. A second half, His second halves are always better than his first one. That was the same way today. I don't know, man. Like I am sitting here wondering – We discussed last week on Friday's show, can the Buckeyes trust Kyle McCord in the game against Wisconsin on today? The question was, can they? You want to say, yes, you can, but clearly, there were some things that showed, even with Marvin Harrison Jr. and his performance in today's game, scoring two touchdowns for the Buckeyes, going over 100 yards once again in this season. You needed somebody else to step up. You need the defense to play as well as they did for the Buckeyes to win the game. Kyle McCord is not the big it is not the biggest issue. It's still like situational awareness and poorly timed penalties, and penalties are never greatly timed. Let me just go there. But some of the times where the Buckeyes shoot themselves in the foot, those are not all on McCord. And there are some uh, false starts or holdings or just things where the Buckeyes get off schedule. And a lot of times when the Buckeyes get off schedule, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes they can't get right. It just can't happen. There are things that need to go Kyle, Accord's way for things to go smoothly. And sometimes today, it was just one of the, I think it's just, this tonight could have just easily been the perfect storm. The situation where you are point in the season, knowing that there might be a mid-season hiccup or issue when you're playing a game at this point in the year, first time you get a consistent starter. And ultimately, the consistency you want from a cord. I mean, sometimes people have bad games. I'm a Peyton Manning fan. We all saw how his career started. We saw how his career ended. We saw some throws during the middle of that career that were like, "Wow, he was good." We also saw some things that from, from Peyton Manning where you're like, "Uh, uh." Why did you make that decision? And I think during tonight's game, we have some of those moments where you said, ah, why did you make that decision? No, I'm not saying Kyle McCord will ever be Peyton Manning in the NFL or even what Peyton Manning was when he played for the Tennessee Volunteers. What I am saying is this. This wasn't McCord's best performance. He struggled, but he can learn from today's performance against Wisconsin and move forward and get better. It's one game. Yes, some of his issues that he's had this season showed up once again. But let me remind you, it is one game. It's not the end all, be all of what McCord will be for the rest of the season. What we might see from the Buckeyes rest of the season is a little bit what we have seen from them today and what we saw from them last week. I'll dive into that thought next on Locked On Buckeyes. This postcast is brought to you by our friends at PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, Including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of player and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnCollege and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, go to PricePicks.com. Slash Locked on College and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. I'd like to thank everyone who is tuning in live to this Locked On Buckeyes postcast after Ohio State's 24-10 win over the Wisconsin Badgers. Thank you for tuning in at. Lo- YouTube.com slash LockedOnBuckeyes. We do this after every game, 12 noon, 3.30 in the afternoon, or maybe a night game like today We'll be act live together. Thank you for chiming in. Smash the like button on this video. And also fill up that YouTube comment section on this video as well. If you're catching it in a playback form on YouTube or on Apple in the audio form of this show, Spotify or the Odyssey app, thank you as well. Ohio State in 2023, going into the season, we knew who the Buckeyes had as offensive weapons. Trevia Henderson was viewed as a guy that could be a piece of the pie and a weapon for Ohio State's offense. The coaches viewed him that way. A lot of the national media and local media viewed him that way as well. Trevia Henderson was a guy. Mayan Williams, who was unavailable, unavailable today once again. What do we find from Mayan Williams? He was a guy that we thought, and I thought, hey, he could have a big year for the Buckeyes in 2023. That has not been the case. Henderson hasn't had a big year for Ohio State, but we saw tonight what he can do when healthy when he is hitting on all cylinders. We also know on the outside, you have Marvin Harrison Jr., who should be up in the, for the Heisman race. I think recently I saw that he has sixth or seventh best voting odds to win the award. I do think after the next couple of weeks, after teams lose and... Uh different things happen. I do I could easily see Marvin Harrison Jr. being in the top five of that prestigious award. Mecca Abuka didn't play on Saturday night, but he was also thought to be an offensive weapon. Kate Stover didn't have the catch tonight, which that may be one of the most alarming things about what happened with the Buckeyes um in the past game. Six guys had receptions. Cardinal Tate was the only player that had one reception. He did not, excuse me, Kate Stover that was. Did not have a reception in this game. That was odd. We also do defensively. Tua Malauau got hurt at the end of the first half. Didn't really miss much time. Came back for the final play of that of that half and finished the rest of the game as well. Uh, Jack Sawyer playing better. Mike Hall, Tyreek Williams have been big pieces of the pie for the Buckeyes. Um, Eichenberg and Chambers, we know the guys in the secondary, Denzel Burke is playing like a future first-rounder. We knew what the Buckeyes offense that gets a lot of attention, gets a lot of clicks. The Buckeyes offense, people thought you could lean on them and ride them for wins this season. That hasn't been the case most of the season. Saturday night was a little bit different. Even though the Buckeyes only gave up 10 points once again, the most, the Buc- I, most points the Buckeyes have given up this season, I do believe it's 17 that was to Maryland. What are we finding? When the Buckeyes need a spark, defensively, they have the goods. They're going up against a backup quarterback. Eventually, you're going up against their third string running back. Hey, the Buckeyes should only give up 10 points in the game like that. And ultimately, something I didn't mention, which is definitely going to get dove into on Monday or Tuesday shows. If Cam Martinez did not come in at the end of the second half on third and 13, there's a good chance the Buckeyes only give up seven points. I'm not gonna not going to eliminate that um, touchdown the Wisconsin had on the first drive of the second half because that happened. Like they're getting the ball beginning of the se- beginning of the second half and they found ways to have some wrinkles there. If Cam Martinez does not come in, there's a good chance Wisconsin does not convert on third and thirteen. The Buckeyes get the ball back and they have a chance to score at the end of the first half. So I will take away the three if Cam Martinez is down on the field because I, I really think he was a big reason, big part, why big reason why they converted on that play. But the Buckeyes are finding, we're seeing, one, an adjustment of Ryan Day. Back-to-back games of having one guy have over 20-plus carries in a game. Ryan Day sometimes wants to have the carries kind of split and even between two guys. That wasn't the case today. McCord had, was accounted for seven rushes. Some of those were sacks. Chip Trenum had six carries, didn't see him, I think, until the second quarter. Ryan A was really showing, hey, Henderson, you're looking good. Let's ride you tonight. David Johnson, four carries, and some of those were rushes when he motioned into the backfield from the slot position or or, um, different sleeps and things like that. There's different trickeration to get him the ball. The Buckeyes are finding ways to get sparks on offense when you need points, but also finding that consistently this season the Buckeyes are winning because of their defense. And as odd as this season has been, the Buckeyes can do two things this season. Now they're both going to be really, 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 really hard. they also might get some help by the NCAA or the big 10. It's a punishment that they might hand down. We might dive into that later on next week, but number one, the Buckeyes can go undefeated this season. Once again, like I said, it's a big ask. They could go eleven zero and lose to Michigan once again. I really think that is a possible reality, especially with the way the offense is looking. When you only have one weapon, and oh wait, now you got two weapons. And I've said it before: there were some receivers that need to play a little bit more. Brandon this number eleven, Carnot Tate, number seventeen, they need to play a little bit more to get some more spark and firepower with this offense. Because without them, the Buckeyes are really they're struggling to get open in one-on-one situations without Abuka on the field. If Abuka's there, it's different for the opposing defense. you got to defend number two and defend number 18 like their number one receivers. Without them, look, a lot of other defenses can guard Ohio State's other receivers in one, like one-on-one. They can just do it. But Ohio State, if they want to, if they want to, and I do believe they do want to go undefeated and win the Big Ten Championship game, They might need to win and be comfortable winning with their defense and winning with their offense. Finding different ways to win, especially at this point in the season, are key. And also, last thought here before we wrap up the show, you need games like tonight at this point in the year. It's hard to be 8-0. It's hard to be undefeated. It's hard to win your conference. It's hard to win a playoff game. It's hard to win two playoff games and win the national championship. Sometimes you need games like tonight. When you know you're the superior opponent, sometimes things aren't going your way to go and do things outside of the norm to end the game with a victory. We have seen growth from Ryan Day this season. We've also seen frustration from Ryan Day this season. Those are a couple things we'll also tackle and topics we'll touch on next week on lockdown, on Buckeyes. Yeah, liberation was not planned, but I love it. Out of here on a Saturday evening at the conclusion of Ohio State's 24-10 win over the Wisconsin Badgers. You can follow me on X, which is also formerly known as Twitter, at jsteven 7 Send all of your emails to jstevens 317 at gmail.com. Remember, had a meeting about something that's a benefit to you as the consumer of Locked on Buckeyes. Those of you that are in the Everyday Club, appreciate it. If you're not joining, no matter what club you're in, this meeting and the announcement that I should be able to make really, really soon is one for your enjoyment and a way for us to connect in a deeper way as Ohio State fans. We are out of here, Buckeye fans, at the conclusion of this postcast, which comes to you at the conclusion of Ohio State's 2014 win over the Wisconsin Badgers.